Welcome to the Prophecy Club. We're going to continue talking to Dana Coverstone because him and I just was talking and I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> stop. we got to put this on radio. So say it again. Uh, a little over a month ago, uh, Mondo Baker, Jim Baker's son, called me and he said his dad had been sent the video. And, uh, and so I'm saying their names. They can, they can confirm these things. Uh, and Mondo told me that that Jim Baker had had a vision, dream, or I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically that God had showed him that the Lord was going to start raising up, raising up today, unknown pastors and unknown prophets, and that he was going to start using the unknown to make him known. And uh, and Jim has shared with Mondo to tell me that I was the first one. Wow. Which is both extremely humbling, uh, extremely terrifying as well, because of the mantle, the weight that goes with that. And so, uh, but I'm so thankful because in, in that time frame, since he's told me, I've had a chance to pray about it. Because, you know, when you're told something like that, you don't just swallow it. You, you, it stays in your mouth for a long time because you're afraid to swallow it. I, I really believe that the Lord has called me to be a watchman. I know there's a lot of folks that use the word prophet. But I, I know where I am in my calling. I know where I am on my pastor. But God is raising up people. Uh, there's been 160,000 new dreams, uh, visions and dreams posted on YouTube since June 24th when I posted that first set of three dreams. Wow. 160,000. I get emails every day. I've had I've had almost 2,000 dreams sent to me to interpret. And I, wow. Not that that's I don't have time for that, but but that tells me there's a lot of people out there having dreams. Um it sounds like a new move the spirit is coming. There's out. a there's something new definitely because like I told you in the last interview that there's in every community among the different races, different churches, different backgrounds, there are people who are having dreams. There are kids that are having dreams. I'm, I'm hearing from people about uh, older folks having dreams and visions that had never happened. I'm about Roman Catholic people. <clears throat> people that don't normally have dreams. Who don't usually talk about end-time events at all, that are having dreams about, about Jesus coming and are preparing to get ready. Uh, so I'm, I'm hearing that from all around not just our nation, but around the world. Wow! So there is a new, there's a new wave of things happening. That's a full move of the spirit, and he's trying to wake people up, and he's wow. trying, he's knocking on hearts that he's never knocked on before. And and a lot of us would say, well, maybe maybe somebody more well known, or maybe somebody better at you know at someone who's more eloquent, you know, us nothing people, us not <laughs> literally less nothing people, them the people listening, yeah, nothing people. and so. But God said, I'm going to raise up people Amen. that nobody knows. Amen. People that have been faithful, people that have been obedient. And I'm, I still don't know why he picked me. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm, I'm honored. I'm humbled. Um, I, mean, I would not be sitting here in a radio interview with you had I not had a dream. But I know that he's faithful. And I'm so grateful and thankful for who the Lord is and that he speaks to anybody that will listen. And he's looking for people that are obedient. He's looking for people that will listen. He's looking for people that will go. He's looking for people that will take the risk. I, you know, I, I never, I can never say anything publicly again without it being cru, cru, uh, criti- you know, analyzed, criticized, scrutinized, or, or, or sanitized. Never again. Uh, we had 220,000 views on our YouTube page at the church last month. Uh, and we we used to run maybe three hundred fifty four hundred. Um, I went overnight from about three hundred followers. To, it's up to fifty nine thousand followers on Facebook. I, I, when I first <clears> went <throat> there, you had like uh, I think it was like thirty four subscribers. 
<laughs> and that has changed, you know. But and we, you know, I've got security at my house now. We've got uh, we, we we there's not been a Wednesday or a Sunday night at my church we've not had somebody visit from out of state or out of town. We've had 42 wow. states represented at my church in just the last month and two months. People want to visit, meet me, talk you know about their dreams, whatever. Come for services. We have people now that are driving from three and four hours away every single Sunday morning uh, to come to our church because wow. they're wanting to hear the gospel. And and I and I like to think there's a whole lot more people out there that are that are preaching. I, but I, I moved my daughter to Phoenix uh, about a month ago, and uh, heard a pastor say a statistic out there. He said there's 320,000 churches in America. Out of those 320,000 churches, there's between 15 and 25,000 that actually believe and teach the Bible is the inspired Word of God and is inerrant. And when I heard that, my th- my first thought was, I've got to be yeah. a pastor of one of those churches. <clears throat> I've got to be the pastor that says, this is what the Word says, I'm going to back down from it, walk away from it. But I, I just can't imagine that. If there's that I mean, we-, we know the things that are happening in the church world. Well, now we know why, because they've walked away from the inerrancy of Scripture, the inspiration of Scripture. They basically said it's like any other book. It's not inspired. It's not of God. And if we're going to make a difference, we've got to hold that book as true as it is, preach and proclaim, declare that book as true as it is, and not be afraid of what happens when when we do preach what it is and what it says. That's where the hostility is going to come. But uh, I'm, I'm praying. After, after Jim Baker told me that through his son, I've been praying, God, raise up pastors, raise up Sunday school teachers, raise up leaders, raise up kids, raise up young people mm-hmm. in our schools who will have dreams and go to their schools and say, hey, I had a dream that Jesus is coming back. We've got to get ready. Because we're going to have a youth revival. It's going to be led by young people who are having an experience in the Holy Spirit. And that's another thing I, that I hope that we see this coming weekend. I pray that, that the people that, that come begin to have dreams, begin to have visions, begin to have an incredible heart for the loss that they never had before, and begin to step out in the spiritual gifts that God has for them, that we see prophets, that we see apostles, that we see pastors and teachers and evangelists all called out of the meeting that we're about to have. And not because we just, some guy had a dream and we prayed, but because that's what God wants to do in the last days. He wants to pour his spirit out. And if we'll just be open, and I believe there are people out there in, in, in fellowships that have never ever even studied or talked or, or been taught about the spiritual gifts or those fi- the fivefold offices of those in leadership in the church. I believe we're about to see an exposure, an explosion and an, exp- an expansion of those ministries. Why? Because how can God pour out his spirit in all flesh if he doesn't have the network in place to perform all those duties and all those functions? So what you're saying is there is about to be, matter of fact, the early phases has already started. I believe. The last days pouring out of God's spirit. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. I believe that wholeheartedly. I see it's it in started. scripture. It's starting. It's happening. And we got to be a part of it. I mean, I've heard people talk about how terrible and tragic our nation is right now. And there are aspects of it that are. But to think that we have been allowed to be born in such a time as this, where we're seeing these things that are happening, and we have the ability to pray and say, God, stop these things. We have the ability to say, Lord, bring, bring a harvest, bring a great harvest. We have the ability to say, Lord, we want you to expose the things in the church so we can get ourselves cleaned up so we can make the difference out there in a watching world. We get to be a part of some of the greatest time in history. Well, see, a lot of people hear what you're saying, and they see that as negative. I, I don't want to hear that. I don't believe. I don't receive that. That's negative. But they don't understand that by accepting this and repenting and turning from our evil ways, 
our nation can continue and be more blessed. This is God's way of bringing <coughs> blessings. If we continued to be falling apart, continued like the snowball rolling downhill, falling away from Christ, then we're going to be in trouble as a nation. So these are things to slow the snowball from falling down the hill. And not just and slow, maybe, yeah. you know, turn it around. And not just slow the snowball down. You know, we've got Muslim nations where Christians are executed, sometimes on a daily basis. Mm. And there's also testimonies of soldiers, military officials, uh, people that belong to some of the terrorist groups that have gone to shoot people. And they say, shut your eyes. No, I'm not going to shut my eyes. I'm going to want my eyes open so when I, I'll see Jesus when that bullet goes in my head. And then those terrorists, those leaders, those officials, those, those soldiers are thinking, shut your eyes, shut your eyes. Hmm. And then those people who are about to die because of their faith in Christ start to share Jesus. And tell me how you could shoot somebody after they just told you about Jesus and not remember their face, not remember their eyes, yeah, not amen. remember the love, amen. and not remember the, the story that this person that you just shot and killed and sent into eternity just told you there's hope, there's life, there's a purpose, and and did not yell or scream or cry or deny, just simply looked you right in the eyes and said, I'm not going to deny Christ. What, how, so that person's testimony becomes a witness to somebody who just killed them. I remember we had this, I think it was the second speaker we had at the Prophecy Club, a guy out of South Africa, he was uh, in the military, he tells a story, He's, he says, now, I was in the military, but I got out of the military, and he says, I want to be a missionary. He said, down there, he said, you have to be in the military before you're a missionary because it's so tough out there. And he said, so I was a missionary, he said, but I'm walking along with my, you know, my, my AR-15, my hand or whatever. And he says, all of a sudden, uh, four Muslims pop up what seemed to be out of nowhere. And he said, I'm seeing uh, AK-47 fire coming right at me. And he says, I'm seeing the muscles flash, and I'm expecting... You know, it just froze. I'm expecting to feel the bullets hit me. And he says, and I hear him whistling by. He said, and I just kind of closed my eyes and froze for a second, but they just kept whistling by. Then I opened my eyes, and I'm still seeing the muzzle flashes. All four of these AK-47s, 15 feet away from me, all bearing down at me. They're not all missing me. So I realized that Jesus is protecting me. He said, so all of a sudden this boldness came over me, and I just started walking directly at him. I wasn't even aiming my gun at them. I was just walking directly right into their fire, looking right into those muzzle flashes. And he says, they just, they kept cocking their guns, thinking there's something crazy with their guns. They threw them down, they ran off. That's our God. Yeah, yeah. And they weren't harmed. No. They weren't shot. But God gave them a demonstration of the power of who God is and how he works. And, And that's what, that whole outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the last days is a demonstration of the kind of God that we serve. So what you're saying is the Holy Spirit outpouring has already been increasing. It's already started, and it's not just one place, not just one continent, not just one language. It's many languages around the world, and it's all started happening since when? Two weeks, two months, two years. I think in the last in the last six to eight months. I think, especially since COVID hit, mm. and the word pandemic was out there, people began to realize that there is something bigger than just my country's situation or my country's problems or my country's political leaders. Um, this was a worldwide pandemic, and although I've got I've got some real questions about how how it's being spread and where it came from, 
Yeah, me too. Uh, we've got. I don't think we're getting the truth. I don't no, know what the truth is, when, when the, but I know we're not getting it. When the CDC <laughs> changes the number of deaths down to about eleven thousand from just from COVID, you know there's a lot going. On. Yes, COVID's been serious. I know people personally. Our, our world missions director, within the symbols of God, was in the hospital for almost eight, nine weeks. You know, almost died with COVID. So I understand. Yes, it's very serious, especially if you have an underlying condition. But I think people began to look around and realize, what are we going to do? This is this is bigger. Government shut down businesses. Businesses were, were, were stopping. No, nobody's gone anywhere, done a whole lot of things for a long time. Uh, the psychological um, impact of that is phenomenal. We are seeing an increase in suicide, just like one of the dreams I had. Right. We're starting to, you know, we're seeing divorce rates that are that have gone through the roof just in the last several months. Uh, since the shutdowns, we, we, we see a, a huge decrease in educational gain because they've not been in school. Right. Um, one school system actually came out and said, you know, they were missing about 50% of their kids, had no idea what they had done, what type of work they'd done, going all the way back to April or May of this year. So that's going to impact. A lot of kids are going to have to just repeat the whole grade over. Exactly. And we still, you know, we still graduate kids that can't, can't read, can't do math, can't do science. So, a lot of people, I think, just got so overwhelmed by that. But it, it drove people to their knees to think, okay, what's next? If this has been bad, what could happen? What's next? Okay. What do you see? <laughs> this is a tough one. What do you see is coming in the next six months to a year? Your best guess. And I know it's just a guess. Just your best guess. I see, <clears throat> I see a greater division between Democrat and Republican in this country. I see a greater... I see an absolutely the most the absolute most contentious election we've ever had in American history. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot of false flag events on the part of the government. I believe we're going to see people who are just angry at the world. I think we're going to see more more devastation and more random violence. But I also believe that the counter to those things is going to be what God does in the body of Christ. Yes, and one of the reasons for the praying during September, as I said earlier, I believe it was God's way of saying, I need you guys to get strong as the church right now in September because there are harder things coming. But if you can get, if you can make it through September, join together, network, pray, have the acceleration. When you go into the things of October, November, when it starts to get really, when it starts to get worse, we're, we're going to have the encouragement that, hey, we met together in September. Hey, we worked together in September. And because of that, whatever we face, we can do it together. Okay, see if you – I've just recently been saying that America is at a crossroads. Yes. We are at a Y in the road. We either go left and we go down into eventually what Sundar Salvarez says is our captivity. Or – and he said what we need is not repent. It's, it's, it's not revival. That's the word, the word he uses, not revival. He said we need to get our house in order, and I believe that has to do with the arrests. Or we go to the right and we go up. And that, that means that, yes, we do repent as a nation. That means that we clean up. We uh, turn from our wicked ways. And then God will bless us. I think if we can make this corner, and I believe we will, we can see like uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty two, the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. We can see secrets that have been held in the pharmaceutical companies released. We can see free energy, anti-gravity, all kinds of amazing inventions released. The world can have some of the best years it has ever had, or it can go into the tribulation. We're at that that crossroads, right? We're we're at the Y in the road, yeah. and it is not up to the Democrats. It is not up to the tares. It's up to the wheat. 
either the wheat decides it's going to get backbone, a little gravel in his gut, a little gunpowder in his food, and it's going to stand up against the devil, and it's going to understand that we have more power through the blood of Jesus, and we're going to go to war, and we're going to win that war, a spiritual war, not a war of bullets, but a war of Bibles. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And even if we make, even if we make that why and and get going better, there's still going to be an onslaught and attack oh, on that. And the president, no president, no matter who you elect for president, can fix the problems that are going on. They're too deep seated. The the, the 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 roots are so deep. You can't even see where they, when they were planting. It's going to take the body of Christ because it's not government who saves people. It's not government who fixes people. It's the gospel. It's Jesus Christ. And for too long, our faith has been in a party or a position or a or a Supreme Court opinion. Or a rapture. Or the rapture. My life, my hope is in Jesus. Um, because whether he comes today or tomorrow or 20 years from now, i got to wake up tomorrow and I've got a job to do. I've got a responsibility. I've got my wife and kids to think about. I got the ministry this weekend with with, with Watchman's Trumpet, and, and 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 I'm excited about that because with the, with just with the stuff that's come against me since just coming here. Yes, you know it's going to be. Big. I know there's going to be something. Yeah, that's right. You know, so outside you may have to pull me on a gurney, but I'm going to be in there for for whatever happens. See, I think the whole attack that come to you just the night before you're coming down here is the devil trying to stop you because he knows you come down here. And this thing really takes off like I think and like a plan, like you and I know it's going to, and the devil's going to. I, I talked with yesterday with the Plano police chief. We had a good visit, and he's a Christian, loves the Lord. And, and so I was explaining to him about it. He said, I don't really think you're going to have any trouble. And I said, no, I, I don't. I said, but i tell you what. If the devil knew what was happening, this is his problem. His problem is not up in Portland or Chicago his problem is right here in Plano. If he knew what we were doing, because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not painting buildings with filthy words, they're not burning places, they're not beating people up, they're not shooting in the air. The weapons of our warfare are not pulling signs. A weapon of our warfare is fasting and praying and get on our face and cry to God and send out the angels to do warfare, and we're going to try to rip the roof off that place with the shofars yeah. come 726 tomorrow evening. And we're going to end up in the shofars, too, because we're declaring war on the devil. And the day and time when you can't get more than two or three people to gather together for a prayer uh, a prayer meeting, we got 400-some-odd, 20 people signed yeah. up to come fast 48 hours and pray. That's powerful. And yeah. we're not the only group. Yeah. But us and all the other people, I think, I, well, in my 67 years, I've never seen America pray like this. Yeah. I'm going, I to finish heard the, of it. I'm going to finish the verse. The weapons of, my, of our warfare is not carnal, but mighty through, through God, God for the, the pulling down, down of strongholds. Loosen the angels. To and that's where we are. Right. And and if the church would just realize what we can do and what we should be doing, and even in this sense, I know hindsight's 2020, but what we should have been doing all along. That's right. The, the church needs to repent and say, Lord, we've been we've just been cruising along. We've not been we've not kept praying like we need to pray. And, you know, just the importance yeah. of changing the oil in your car and the maintenance and making sure the tires are okay. Yeah. The church needs to do some spiritual maintenance and say, okay, where are we weak? What's going on? What do we need to fix? You know, because if this part goes out, you know, what are we going to do? And Paul talked about also taking every thought captive. And that's going to be another key thing in believers because as we fight back, the enemy is going to be he's going to he's going to unleash an onslaught of attacks mm-hmm. against us, mm-hmm. especially the emotional. Like you've been through the last twenty four oh, hours, even and I'll tell you just the last the last two months. 
you can't just it's just hard to believe sometimes um you know things i've been told things have been said but every time i hear those things i go back to what the lord said you know i'm his child i'm one of the sons and daughters of god i've been called i've been filled i've been saved i've been sent i've got a mission and purpose and and that makes every day worth getting up for. That makes but see, a lot of people don't have that. They're wandering generalities. They don't know what God is doing. Speaking of that, I might as well tell you, we've got uh, Prophet Andre Bronkhorst coming October, I think it's eight, 17 and 18, coming here. This guy gives the most accurate personal prophecies I've ever seen. If you, if you feel like you're a wandering generality and you're not a meaningful, specific you don't know the path that God has set before you. You need to get yourself down here and get a prophecy from this brother because he absolutely can he can help you find your way through a spiritual jungle. There's one of the most frustrating things in life is to wake up and say, "Well, I what am I supposed to do today?" I'm not talking about job. I'm talking about what are we supposed to be doing for the Lord? For the mission. And for the what kingdom. see? I see it in your heart. You have a burning like like molten metal in your heart you know what you're supposed to do and you're you're motivated you're 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 powered to go out and do that thing that god has put in your heart to do and mm. that push that causes us to push through but someone that doesn't have that they're lost yeah. i mean they're not lost in terms of salvation but man what do i do they can't fulfill what god's called them to do they and don't know what, what God's called them to yeah. do. They I, can't do it. They don't know what they're doing, you know? Every once in a while, I'll be with somebody who's on their deathbed. Those deathbed confessions, mm. they still happen. And I've heard from men in their late 70s, early 80s, you know, God called me to preach, and God called me to do this, and I just didn't do it. Ooh. And now I feel like I've wasted all that time. And I will say, well, what are you going to do with the time you have left? If you've got a year or you've got five, you might have ten. What are you going to do with the time you've got left? Because you've had nothing but regrets, you didn't preach, you didn't call, you didn't do this, or you spent money in places you shouldn't have when you had your business, but it wasn't for the kingdom. So what are you going to do now? And I will say to them, I'll come back, I'm going to talk to you in a week, and I want to know five things you're going to do to change your life based on what you know now. And a lot of times they'll be, well, what do you mean? Because they're still convinced that well, I'm dying. I can't, I'm stuck in a hospital bed. I'm stuck in a nursing home. I can't do anything for the Lord. Until we draw our last breath, we belong to him. I remember a story, one of the speakers we had in, he said he was in Vietnam. He was uh, flying a mission, flying a, a big plane. And he said, we got shot down. He says, I mean, we were going down. I knew we were going down. This he says, I just cried out to God. And I said, God, if you'll save my life, I will sure. serve you for yeah. the rest of my life. And he said, that plane kept flying yeah. and kept flying. He said, and I could not believe it. We made it all the way back to the base. He said, years after that, he said, God remembered, and God came back and said, you said. You said, yeah. And he said, and I decided I was going to keep my end of the bargain because he kept his end of the bargain. Yeah. God, you know, the Bible makes it very clear. God's not a liar. He always keeps his word. That's right. And because he always keeps his word, he can expect us to keep ours too. I mean, he knows we're fallen. He knows we make mistakes. But the ultimate sacrifice that he paid for us was the life of his son surrendered, murdered, so that we could be saved and set free. Uh, he used that grave. For, you know, he only needed the grave for the weekend. Gave it back and, 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 and walked, uh, walked ahead knowing that we would be called, and not just called to preach. Every one of us is a minister, but God puts that garbage 
collector. God puts the truck driver. God puts the salesman. God's, God puts every, you know, whatever job people have out there, even now working at home, God has given you an opportunity with the skills, the talents, the abilities he's given you to do something for him. And so everything we do, you know, most of the really, 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 really excellent mechanics that I know personally, there's one key thing about them. They're believers and they follow Jesus. Oh, really? The ones we have in, in the area where I was born and raised, Indiana and in Kentucky. You, I mean, you can, the confidence is these men love Jesus. And so they do the best work. They're honest. Uh, some of the best HVAC guys, or, yeah, HVAC guys that I, that I know in our community do the best job because they realize they're doing kingdom business. And when they install an air conditioning unit, it needs to be done right because their work, the Bible says whatever your hand finds to do, do it all the glory of the Lord. Amen. These guys have taken that on. And, and they say, okay, Lord, I'm a plumber. I'm going to do the best job I can because Amen. my work represents Jesus. Amen. And so when we as Christians begin to understand that our calling is to be one that glorifies him. Yes, it's our talents. We do it as unto the Lord. Yeah, it's our talents, our abilities, our gifting. But they were given by the Lord for his glory. Daniel Coverstone, thank you for coming down, brother. It's been an honor to be here. Stan, thanks a lot. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them, miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know being you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. When a nuclear device goes off, it produces an EMP electromagnetic pulse, and it fries every computer chip unless they're protected. The good news is EMPShield.com has devices a military testing facility says are 100% accurate to protect against EMP, solar flares, lightning, power surges backed by a 10-year warranty and a $25,000 insurance policy. And they come with simple installation instructions for home, vehicles, RV, and electric generators. You can have electricity in a blackout. EMPShield.com. Use the promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. This helps Prophecy Club. That's EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY for a $50 gift card. EMPShield.com. EMPShield.com. When a nuclear device is detonated, the wind blows the dust settling on everything around you. 
Then, you breathe, eat, or absorb radioactive iodine, which then kills your thyroid and kills you. A simple fix is to immediately take potassium iodate pills, which flood your thyroid with good iodine, keeping the radioactive iodine out. You need one bottle per person per exposure for everyone from infant to adult. Ten bottles available for a gift of $225 or $25 per bottle at prophecyclub.com. Shelf life from five to eight years, potentially more if you refrigerate or freeze it. That's prophecyclub.com potassium iodate pills. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k, so tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. I also just learned that Heaven's Harvest has more food in stock. That's right, freeze-dried, the coveted freeze-dried food in stock at HeavensHarvest.com. And if you put the promo code in STAN, it helps your Prophecy Club, and it also gets you a packet of heirloom seeds free. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. S-T-A-N, heavensharvest.com, stand. Click like, share, and subscribe.